For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or CrestwoodDental.com. The Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers here to talk to you about hockey and whatever comes across our brains. And with these two, God only knows where that can go. Gentlemen, what's going on? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it to the family aspect. Do you think I'm going to be some sort of jerk over here or something? I'm bringing up a family subject for you. Wait, oh, wait, wait. You yeah. were just shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah I didn't understand so what, what was going on. How do we go from shadow boxing to Donnie's family? What's happening? Are you trying to pick a fight? You did not know Donnie has a long line of shadow boxers in his family. <laughs> You didn't know that? Well, I didn't. I, I did. in the Shadow Boxing Hall of Fame. I, I didn't really? know that either. Yeah. yeah. Look in the shadows. So I heard you talking on the big radio program earlier, just, yeah. a, just a few minutes ago, talking about uh, you were having a bad day because your bills lost, blah, blah, yeah. blah, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then you get a phone call from Mary, and the yeah. kiddos' grade cards are phenomenal. Dude, it was uh, – so I was I – was, dude, I was sad sack Sam yesterday, man. Like, I was feeling sorry uh, for yeah. myself. But uh, you, and, and like the way that Mary went about it, I, I don't necessarily approve of because oh. the text message was, "Call me, please. It's about Dexter." And so I was like, uh, "Great!" And because, it's not the TV show; it's your kid. No, correct, correct. Yeah. Because I love my Dexter, but there has been some issues at school over the years. He pulled a fire alarm a few years ago. Well, well, thought, hold on a second. Was the fire? Was the building on fire? It was not. Oh, did he well, smell something bad. that was maybe burning? He did not. Did he, he see a fire on TV? He just wanted to know what would happen hmm. if he did it. Well, now we know. Yeah. So, I did that, too, one time as a young kid. In fact, it was just because I wanted to see people scramble. <laughs> that might have been it for yeah. him, too, man. Thank you for saying you did it as a kid, because I'd assume at this yeah. age, maybe. No, know. no, no. I was about, uh, let's see here, about 10 or 11, and I was walking through the school to go home because I walked out the back side of the school because my house was like 100 yards from the school and i saw the fire alarm and i was like huh huh and eh, i was like oh i better get home (laughs) (laughs) there's 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 nothing quite like picking your kid up at school with the fire department there and you knowing that's why he had something to do it it. was it was it was great but anyway mary calls i call her back and both the kids at 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 their midterm uh they have all a's except for one b dexter has a b in english which has always been a struggle for him and then ava has a b in math which she hates math but man like it just completely turned the day around and here's awesome here's a lesson for the kiddos if you don't like a a particular subject in school just be bad at it don't worry about it (laughs) right no, Jeffrey. I, but my whole point in bringing this up was how cool is it when your kids do well in something that I'm going to guess neither of the three of us were particularly great at. Well, I was some of us were at genius kicked, levels, Jeff. I, well, who, bring them on in. Not, who is not, it? Yeah, not me, man. <laughs> some of us. I got I kicked out of someone <laughs> in this room. I got kicked out of two high schools before I finally made it through one for uh, and finally graduated on time and everything. But I didn't care about school. Yeah. I really didn't. I didn't think it was important. I knew exactly what I was going to do for a living. And uh, my kiddos are now one's a nurse and one's an esthetician 
and I'm super proud of, and I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I yeah. really don't, because I didn't care about Well, school. I got some good news on the Rivers family side for Rivers kids. Um, obviously, my daughter's doing fantastic. On the dean's list at Mizzou, her third year. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Junior year over there. So she, But she's always been really amazing at school. But Big Hoss. Ashton, one of my twin boys, just the other day passed his final and graduated from high school. Oh, that's that awesome. a boy! Congrats. Yeah, he graduated. Uh, I guess a semester early. So wow. yeah, he and he was uh, struggling. He was on the struggle bus for a while and figured out a way and went to some summer school and some online classes. The pandemic actually helped him because there were online classes that he could take to not just catch up, but he actually accelerated. So he uh, he graduated his semester early while his twin brother is still having to finish out the semester. He will graduate as well. They will both walk together. But <laughs> Think about the garbage that's going to be oh, talked between those two for the remainder started. of the school year. It's already started when I had to get Braden up to go to school today. Uh, you know, Big Hoss is laying there, and he's like, yeah, have fun at school. See you later. He's like, really? You know really? what? And as long as we're talking about family... Uh, I'm assuming it was your dancing debut on the internet. Oh, did you like that, boy? Yeah, I, I loved it, it man. I thought it was so good. It, I think it was my dancing debut on TikTok. If you haven't seen it, you can go to my Twitter page or uh, if we're friends on Facebook. But we actually have to be friends on Facebook. People just request and they get their you get butt hurt, but if I don't know you, I, I'm really not your friend. Right, the same, man. I yeah, have the um, same I, on my I personal page. If I don't know you, I don't care what you're having for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what and, you're going to post. And if right? I do friend you and we have like a mutual friend and I'm like feeling like I'm in a good mood, it doesn't mean you instantly message me because, one, I, I can barely return all the text messages and emails that's, I get in a that's, day. That's true. Let that's alone, true. let alone enter the world of private messaging, so... Anyways. Yeah, I, I don't want the competition of trying to get text messages <laughs> back from him. Yeah. Uh, anyways, my 13-year-old daughter is a TikToker, and, uh, you know, I see Lux do it all the time and whatnot, and I, I, it's obviously a massive thing that people do, and she, she approached me and when I have the kids at my house. Um, you know, we try to do some fun things, play games, whatnot. Well, it's, we've started to do some TikToks, one a week, and uh, I never posted it before. But my daughter encouraged me. She's like, Dad, you got to post this. You, <laughs> you did really good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. So we posted the TikTok um, on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's off the gram now because it was just on the story. Uh, but I, I'm feeling it, guys. I can, tell you, I can tell you that uh, you, the spin move, I think, was the best part. Because at the end, <laughs> and, I mean, you spin well, too. There's there's no laboring in that spin. Well, I have a, a long history of being on the dance floor, Jeff. As oh, you I know. didn't know that. <laughs> really? You throw a few whiskeys in me, and I'll tell you what, there ain't a dance floor I don't, I don't I, love. Yeah, well, the, the only thing new here is TikTok, right? And clothes. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that, isn't, that's, okay. that's such an amazing thing how that happens, because I couldn't dance at all up the bosses going into the studio right now. Uh-oh. So, uh oh, he's over here. Yeah, I wonder what that's going to be like. But uh anyway, maybe he's coming with our paychecks. Uh, all right, very good. He yeah. gave us the he nope. gave us the, False the, the all good. Uh, no, we'll work for That free always for makes day. me nervous. He though. goes in there just to hide. Uh, maybe on. that by that might Who, be Donnie it. or <laughs> no, no, the boss, I man. I was I was I had your back. I thought he was coming after you though. No, me no. Yeah. Oh, no, I would never come after him. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, usually he's not in the room, though. That's true. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to get thrown off there, guys. I would never talk back, uh, bad about you while you're in the room. I man. guess we could paint the picture that we're <laughs> that we're in the studio directly, or recording in the in the studio directly across the way from the point studio where I would normally be on air. So well, the boss went into actually. I went to <laughs> refill my coffee. You're we talking I'm like, man, yeah. he's good. Yeah, very, very good. 
<laughs> All right, so here we are. Uh, the Blues, uh, I mean, for you know what, listen, lack of a better term. I mean, they get housed last night oh, uh, against Calgary. Atlanta. It mm. was It was ugly from the start. Uh, the guys, you know, man, I, I hate to, to, to be critical like this because I'm not playing in the game, but, but dudes did not seem engaged very much. Like, Ooh. it was just not a great effort all the way around, obviously. What do you do after that? What, what, what's the protocol? What happens after a, a, a whooping like that? And how much stock do you put in that, man? Because it's not like this team is laying eggs like this very often. I put stock in it because they were not very good in Vancouver either. Okay. They weren't good and they got the win. And you usually look at that and go, okay, as a coach, anyways, you go, okay, we got away with one there. Mm-hmm. We're deep enough. We're good enough. We got away with one there. Then when you repeat that and then you get your butt handed to you, now there's a problem. And that's two games in a row you haven't been playing your game. And so I think with this one here is you, you know, you let it marinate a little bit. They, I, I would imagine, based on what I remember, they would fly back last night, arrive here today. Uh, they don't play till Thursday against that same team again. Probably a day off today, and then tomorrow will be a work day. Mm-hmm. They will get after it and get some things done and get to the video room and make sure that they don't repeat that kind of performance. But yeah, uh, that was a bad one. So, so like, man, when so when you're going into practice tomorrow, mm-hmm. do you notice? Uh, uh, like a, a change in the in the energy of the room or with the coaches or I hope there is okay seriously and, and these guys at this age have been playing for this long they know it's coming yeah they they gotta know they, oh crap that's he's what I'm coming. saying we're upstairs in our room waiting for dad to get home pretty much and it shouldn't actually be that way at this point like you watch Ryan O'Reilly post game and his comments to the media of course he always takes uh, takes the blame for everything which is ridiculous because he's one of the hardest working guys most committed guys that they have in that locker room that's why he wears the c but it's honorable that he does that the the guys know the guys know you arrive to the rink there's no like yucking it up with the boys you're there to get your stuff together get ready to go and you know it could be a really tough practice that you better be bringing your a game passes better be tape to tape you better be listening to what the drills are you better be paying attention to you know how they're going to operate because if you're not then expect the worst from the coaching staff Man, doesn't I, sound like fun. It's we, not. <laughs> losing isn't fun. No, no but, but when you lose and you don't participate. What? It, <laughs> right. well, yeah. yeah it was, uh... But also, too, when your standards are already crazy high, like this mm-hmm. team is, and you see it happen over a couple of games, mm-hmm. Coach Barubi looked exceptionally crabby last night yeah. post-game. Well, wouldn't you? Be? No, 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 I'm not being critical. No, no, I'm, I'm just, just saying like... you could tell that it has been ratcheted up to a level that he is very much bothered by it. Well, if you look at the goals that they scored – my gosh, there were some passengers last night. Yeah, Guys standing right beside players, guys not engaging physically, guys not gapping up, guys not closing out, guys not fighting for pucks. It's like, whoa. One of the things I really noticed was the forwards not getting back until after the shot was already made. Yeah. And the defenseman just standing there. You know, it, you can't do that. If you're standing there with nobody, guess what? You're doing the job the wrong way. <laughs> and I think Don, you you brought this up early uh, earlier. Mikola, did did he play in the third period? No, he didn't play in the third. Now I don't know how I feel about that because look, it he was bad. He was minus five after two periods. I wow. get that's not good. Colton Breaker was minus four though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why you know? I don't know if Mikola was so bad that you sent you you call him out, you single him out, right. and say, oh, he's not going to play. Um, you know, the coaching staff they see things differently. Uh, I saw a young defenseman that was struggling. 
but no more, no less than some of the other guys that were, you know, your veteran experience guys. And I understand that there's some guys that you just don't bench and sit there for an entire period. But based on that, there's also a young guy who's played pretty good for you. In the last 20 games, he's had 15 games where he's, uh, or last 10 games, is he's had uh, several games where he's been over the 20-minute mark. So, I don't know. I view it differently. I think I would have played him sporadically throughout the period, maybe back down some of it. The game's already out of reach. So let's try to rebuild some of the confidence. Uh, but apparently, you know, look, I'm not on the coaching staff. I don't know all the intricacies of what's going on uh, within those four walls of the locker room and certainly on that bench. But uh, Miko, Nico Mikola was the guy that, uh, you know, he felt the wrath for it. He was the face of the bad defense last night. He was the face yeah. of the, you know, bad defenseman last night. I only got to see about a period and a half of the game, but Scandella seems like he's still struggling big time. Well, the, I mean, what do you do about that? Is there something to do about and that? And is it tough to judge on a night when the whole team looks like crap? Yeah, so that goes back to my original point about Mikola. It's, you can't really judge. Okay, yeah, maybe he's having a bad night, but... So is Colton Pareko. So is Scandella. So, heck, Tory Krug almost put it in his own net after right. Jordan Bennington uh, made a breakaway save. He got the puck and bobbled it and almost put it in his own net. Like, it's it's a night where things just weren't clicking. Um, as far as Scandella goes, he's a third-pair defenseman. And I think that sometimes when he gets elevated in his role, it's just a little too much. Uh, I, I, I love him on the team. I love him as that third left-hand shot defenseman. And that's where he needs to be. And when he's in that spot, when he's playing against the third and fourth line guys consistently, you don't see a problem with that. And, and look, I was a third pair defenseman. There's no shame in it. Yeah. You do your job, you do it well, and that's it. And heck, he's, you know, I hate to say this because it drives me nuts when other people say it, but he's making really good money being a third pair defenseman. Yeah, he is. So, you know, last week when we're here and we're chatting about things and we're very high on Donnie, everything were, that you had ahead. the little sizing chart out for rings. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, ready to order a <laughs> absolutely so. Ring. And maybe I've just put a pause on that because I still feel very high. But you know, no, man, Brett like all started drinking already. <laughs> well, that happened before. <laughs> when you see, you know, d- does the last couple of games change how Doug Armstrong is thinking about the trade deadline? Does that? D- you know, when does that, when do the individual games kind of start yeah. to play into the overall plan? Um, I don't think anything has changed. I think Doug Armstrong was already aware of what he needs to do. The shortcomings. I, I think he yeah. knows. I, I mean, we've all talked about it. You better believe that Doug Armstrong, of, of, of anybody, knows exactly what this team needs to uh, get to that championship level. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's obvious. You know, you see a lot of games where the problem is on the back end. Mm-hmm. And so you got to add a piece. Heck, you might have to add two. Who knows? If you're really going to make a run for it. Um, you know, I, I believe that if you add the right piece, you only need one. Uh, but if you're looking for maybe quantity, and because the quality is way too expensive as far as acquiring it, well, then you go, maybe you go with two guys. But I think Doug Armstrong's well aware of what's, you know, what his team needs. And I think that it, it's not one game or two games that's going to change that. It might increase some of the urgency but he's still got a lot of runway before the trade deadline. So I'm not a, um, you know, I, I have, I don't get, I have the the trouble watching the games like you guys do, as far as watching away from the play and things like that. Like I have a time, a tougher time breaking things down. So what I'm about to say might be completely stupid, Jamie, but it really just feels like visually when I'm watching Jordan Bennington, I'm okay. watching a goaltender that does not have a lot of confidence at the moment. 
Like, he just seems unsure of himself. Not like, you know, man, like, there just seems to be a cold way that he plays when he's on his game. And, man, it does not seem like that. Okay, so what I'm seeing, and I think I brought it up on here. I'm not sure. Uh, I know I brought it up on the fast lane. Is everybody's going glove side on him right now. And uh, what I'm seeing when I watch the video, especially the last four or five starts that he's had, is he's getting... He's lowering his glove. So he usually carries it up, you know, about chin level up high. And, you know, he's had a good glove. What I'm seeing is that it's dropped. He's carrying it lower and more of in front of himself. And because of that now, he's creeping out of the blue paint. So being aggressive, which is fine, but he's compensating for the fact that he's trying to take away the angle because he's not, in my opinion, confident in the glove right now. And... So when you watch teams play against the Blues right now, specifically Jordan Bennington, they're targeting the glove. You look at the goals mm-hmm. scored again last night. Three of them, I think, were to the glove side. Wow. Uh, and again, the the one that you really look at is the Johnny Gaudreau goal, where Bennington is a you know about a half a foot outside of the blue paint, but his hand is down near his armpit rather than being up near his cheekbone. And that makes a big difference. When you have some of the best players in the world that are shooting the puck, they can knock a fly out of the air if they choose to. And so that's what I'm seeing is a goalie that, to your point, Donnie, not that he's not confident in his overall abilities, but right now he's not very confident with his glove hand. And so he's overcompensating by coming out of the crease a little farther. And but the glove isn't going up. It's staying low. And then when he does make the save and he's that far out of the crease, there's more of a scramble effect on the rebound after because he's so far out of the blue paint. So. Two things that I saw was it looks like he's, and maybe this is a thing goalies do, he's moving forward to the puck when he's jabbing. Well, yeah, that's, he's trying and is, to. And is that the whole, is that how he's going down with his glove then? He's trying to. And it just seems like he's going like this, it's like a strategy. Stab, stabbing at it, like he's almost stabbing at it. Goalies, uh, look, there's a different style that goalies can play, and one is to carry the glove in front, and you take away the angle, and it's, yes, you're blocking the puck more than saving the puck. And, and when you watch Jordan Bennington when he's on his game, he's big, he's square, he's got the glove up, about, you know, the top of the glove, about his cheekbone level, and you can't get it past him. He's coming out, and he's he's actually making himself smaller with his crouch, like his shoulders. Watch his shoulders are even rolling forward a little bit, and his glove hand is in front of him. Now, he's coming out farther, so it's the illusion of to himself that I'm getting out farther, so I'm, I'm more aggressive. But he's actually coming out farther, but making himself smaller. Yeah, the square footage that could hit yeah. him is, is small. And the other thing I wanted to mention, it's tough to stop a puck when you got a Bortuzzo on you, too. Well, that, yeah, you chalk that one up as just it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, he just lost an edge, right, and then just ran into his just goalie. Just ran into his goalie, and yeah. it happens. But the problem is that, you know, those ones there you're willing to throw away and say, ah, that's fine, do you discard right. that? problem is that, that 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 was maybe the only one that you can throw yeah, there away. There were six right. other ones. Yeah, yeah, and he had some of them he didn't have a chance on either. Trust me, uh, the Tanov goal where nobody covers him, he comes through the slot and he hammers it home, like – that you're hoping you get a piece of that as a goalie. That's not the goaltender's fault. That's a hope it hits you, right? Yeah, kind of situation. More so last night when I watched that, I wasn't as displeased with Jordan Bennington's performance. I didn't think it was. I didn't think you could grade it. 
and based on the fact that he really didn't have a chance on some of those goals. So how do you proper how do you grade that properly? Right. You, know, you can't. Now the ones that did go in that he did have a chance at, unfortunately, I'm seeing the same things that have been occurring for the last handful of games. So that's where I go and that's how I get to my scouting report. And I can tell you right now that every team in the NHL, based on what they're seeing, they're gonna be going glove a lot. So we'll see how they correct that. Wow. Um so what do you do Thursday then, goalie wise? Uh Billy Huso. Billy Huso? Yeah. I mean, there's no hesitation there whatsoever. No, why would there be? He was he went in the third period, made 13 saves. Now right. I know the Calgary Flames probably dialed it back. It's a little more of cruise control. You're up seven to one, but your hockey team needs to win games. What Billy Huso's undefeated at home. What I would love to do, and I'm totally on board with you there. Is just I feel like you're pushing back, Jeff. Not at all. I would never push back on you. Why would you think I would push well, back? You do, have, you do push back. <laughs> but I just love and how everybody argues on Twitter who's the number one goalie and we should get rid of this guy and this guy should play. And I saw a great response to that on Twitter. They're both on the Blues. So we could root for both of them, yes. right? Wouldn't that be a great thing? We just always have to have something to to to, to bitch about. The, the team could be freaking thirty and zero right now, and there would still be some Yahoo out there mfing somebody. Right. It's so goddamn ridiculous. It's just it's it's like the team the team has not won a Stanley Cup in in. Two se- three seasons? How dare they? How yeah. dare they? What are they thinking? How dare they? Only they? 50 years before Get that. out of here, man. It's freaking January. You could if, be an Arizona fan, for Christ's sake. Well, if there's any not t- many of those. Yeah. But if there's any time of the year, man, where you might hit some bumps in the road, it's freaking now. It's February, man. These are yeah. the dog days of the season, yeah, man. Yeah, the problem with that, though, Donnie, is, one, first of all, I agree with you. But okay. the competition is so steep in the conference that's, that you you can't that's lose. That's the issue. You can't lose any games because you lose a couple. And you're out. You used to be able to, uh, you know, it's the middle of the season, kind of go 500, you know, because you're not not that you're disinterested. It just it's to be long in the tooth. Right. Can't do it anymore. The the four teams or the other three teams that are competing with you in your division. They're not taking a day off. No. Right. And so then you fall out. All of a sudden you're out of the playoff picture. It's crazy. The parity is nuts, especially especially in this division. It's nuts. Dude, the division is is it's insane. Yeah. It's tough. When a, when a guy uh, with the last name of Kachuk is on a team and oh you want him, and that team has been really bad, but now they're good, Yeah, does, does that make it more difficult for, say, the Blues to grab somebody off of the Calgary team that's whose name starts with a T but sounds like a K? Yeah, it, yeah, it makes it harder. The demand goes up. I think that the Calgary Flames see the end of the road, and the end of the road, in my opinion only, is that Matthew Kachuk, will move on from the Calgary Flames. But the demand goes up, and, and especially when that guy has five points right. last night. Like he, he, I couldn't believe it. Like, five, <laughs> like holy crap. Yeah, I'm I, don't like, I'm I don't know if you're auditioning for the Blues, but you're kind of pissing them off right now, too, pal. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, I sat there last night watching the game, and I was excited to watch the game for many reasons. Yeah, but one of them was to watch Matthew Kachuk play. You know, I work with him in the summers and Brady and – uh, have, a, have a bond with both boys and the family overall. And I'm like, okay, I hope he has a great game. hope the Blues win, but I hope he has a great game. Little did I know he was going to stick it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five points later, Bob's your uncle. My God. <laughs> he only listened to half of that. He did have a good game. He did. I got me a, Damn. yeah, I did okay on that one. Uh, man, oh the demand will go up for that player. Yeah. Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Well, if we're talking about trades, I saw yesterday in the hockey news, uh, there was a write-up about uh, our buddy uh, for Arizona, Jacob, uh, is it uh, Chikrin? Yep. Am I saying it pronoun- yep. uh, correctly? So, 
they had the deal, and I guess the rumored trade was coming from the Rangers. Oh, boy. And it is a young player, a prospect, and a first-round pick. That, to me, for this gentleman, does not seem to be a whole heck of a lot. Depends who the young player is. Okay. If this is a Blues trade. Yeah. How do you see this going down? Who would be the prospect? Oh who would be the young player? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot, yeah. but I mean, I'm just, Thanks, I'm kind of curious, man, because when I, what I was telling Jeff was that to me for a young top four defenseman making a good amount of jack or, you know, like a, a reasonable Very amount of money, manageable. amount of money, like yep. that does not seem to be that much. Well, it depends on the player. So okay. I don't know who the Rangers. I have no idea what the deal and is. And they didn't mention names, yeah. obviously, so in that, too. I would imagine it's a very good young player, probably somebody that's in their top six right now, uh, maybe their top nine. Uh, so the Blues would have to part with, uh, if I'm the Arizona Coyotes, I'm looking for Thomas or Cairo. I mean, I am. And I don't see that being worth it at this point. Man. Now, uh, maybe you can... Sweeten the pot. Maybe it's a good young player in Clem Costin. And uh, maybe it's a really good young player slash prospect in Jake Neighbors. And then maybe you include a Marco Scandella to solidify their blue line, get rid of some of that salary cap, and then maybe you add a first or second rounder to it. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. But if you look at it overall, what are you really getting rid of? You're getting rid of a player that we're not sure about, Clem Costin. Sure. You're moving on from Jake Neighbors, who we don't know. He could be amazing or he could not be. Who knows what, like, where that he- is headed. Marco Scandella, you're pretty aware of what you've got there and what you're uh, moving along. And as far as a draft pick goes, again, it's an uncertain commodity. You don't know if they're going to be great or bad or, who knows, average. I would be willing to make that trade if I was the Blues, but that's that's totally assuming that the Coyotes would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm right. good with that." Right. I just I feel like the the more that we see of Robert Thomas when he's healthy, you know, and I know it was a couple of weeks ago that it was Doug Armstrong ta- passing or talking about his passing ability, you know, about a, a elite level. Oh yeah. So I, I at this point, man, the more the season goes on, the, the less I feel like no. that's a guy that Those I want to trade. Untouchable. Okay, uh, my I knew Cairo for sure, but I but Both. Thomas I didn't know. That's your future. Yeah, it's your future. You don't know what you have. Like Ryan O'Reilly's got another year, and who knows if he resigns? Even if he does, how many more years does he have? Sure. At playing, you know, the way he does and how hard he plays. I love Ryan O'Reilly, and he does everything the right way. But Father Time does catch up to you eventually. Robert Thomas has what ten years mm-hmm. on him? Yeah, maybe eight, nine, something like that. Close to ten years on Ryan O'Reilly, and if you look at you know, he was playing on the five-on-three the other night against killing penalties. His his time on the ice has gone up over 20 minutes a game for the most part in the last little while. You're not trading it. He's untouchable for me. And so is Jordan Cairo. Those are your future. That That is your future. You do not part with that ever. I saw it was last night, I think, on the Blues pregame where Sidney Crosby asked Jordan Cairo for a stick. For a yeah. stick yeah. Whoa, baby. Sidney Crosby, all he ever did is yell at me because I slashed him across his hands one time so damn hard. Are you, wait, you slashed somebody? Really? Oh, God, I don't so believe hard. it. Yeah, it was I, an yeah, equalizer because he was he had a step on me going wide. I remember, actually, I was back here with the Blues, my second tour of duty with the Blues. Eric Brewer and I were tasked with playing against Sidney Crosby and his line Oof. and uh, took it very seriously because, obviously, I played against some of the best guys, the Yagers, the Gretzkys, the Lindros, and this is the new kid, right? And he kind of got a step on me wide, and 
I'm like, no, 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 not today. <laughs> and I chopped down as hard as like I didn't care if I broke both hands. I was as long as he didn't score. Uh, but apparently Sydney didn't like that. Hmm. Didn't like I that. I can imagine Interesting. that. Yeah. And he tried to chirp me, and then I absolutely Ginsu 2000 him with <laughs> chirps. <laughs> I was like, you None better. Of which you can repeat right you, now, I'm you assuming. You pack a lunch, kid. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but uh, there is a great picture somewhere on the internet. I, I will get him to sign it at one point. Is is that actual play where I'm two-hand chopping down and right before he, he cried into his beer. Man, he, you I'd know, like to see that you know what about, about Sidney Crosby that, I, listen, I, I think he's a great player, but man, like watching that guy during a game, he is always in the officials' ears. Yeah, always, he's the one who gets always, the, gets away always. With the most, yeah, he drives a me whiny nuts, thing. man. Oh, I, I don't man. like that for him because he is such an amazing hockey player and he's accomplished so much. And I do still think he's probably the best all around player in the NHL, even now. Um, yeah, that's just who he is, though. Yeah. You know, it's just some guys just chirp, chirp, chirp. And I, I do think so. Sometimes we only notice it because it's Sidney Crosby. I think we see there's other players that do it just as much, if not more. Sure. But it's not Sidney Crosby, so we're like, oh, who cares? But then you watch him, and it could be once in three games, and he goes, like, ah, look at him. He's back in the official's ear again. Right, right. <laughs> it's just kind of, unfortunately, that's kind of what we have painted him with. Yeah. And you know what? Something, something we should mention before we go here is Keith Yandel uh, yes. breaking the consecutive yeah, uh, game yeah. record. Well, he yeah. has the ability, I think, to break it tonight. Oh, he is tied it, tonight? it last night. Uh, okay. they, he's, gotcha. uh, they're healthy scratching him tonight. I would. I totally would. He's oh, not my playing. God. Shut up. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. 964 <laughs> games. Yeah, they tried to scratch him in Florida before he got traded to the Flyers, and Joel Quenville, who was there, stepped up and refused to do it. This was last season um, coming out of training camp. They had him, like, in the non-playing jersey, the healthy scratch, and the media got wind of it, and then Joel Quenville had a little meeting with uh, Dale Talon and was like, no, we're, we're not doing this. Like... If he doesn't play, it's because he's hurt, not right. scratched. We're not doing that to him. And uh, I think that was the beginning of the end for everybody in Florida at that point. Uh, Joel Grenville, certainly different uh, situation Reason. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Yandel got traded. Dale Talon got fired. Uh, and he went to Philly and has continued to play, And which always amazed me because he's, he's certainly a guy you want in your lineup. He's a good player. Uh, he's not going to hurt you. Why would you scratch that guy unless you just hate him? But the problem is, is he's one of the best guys ever in the locker room. Guys love him. Well, I was telling Donnie, and I know you already know this, but the the videos that are on the internet of him when you know when the when the puck is dumped in and the goalie stops the puck behind the net and leaves it for the defenseman, you can hear Keith Yandel go, "Thank you, thank you," every time to the goalie. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. just one time; it's every time. Well, and the, he does a fake slap shot one too. And when he does it, he yells, sonk. So he'll be behind the net, and he'll, like, act like he's making a pass to his winger. And as soon as the forward, like, bites on it, he goes, sonk, on the ice. The it's amazing. How can, you not, how can you not like that? Dude, guy? how do you keep your body together to play that many games? I don't know, because he plays a pretty rugged style, too. It's not like he's a perimeter guy. And it being a defenseman, he blocks shots. He's, he's been very lucky, and he's also battled through a lot of injuries. That's that's a, a matter of, you know, will at that point. Yeah. And 
Uh, hats off to him, man. That's hats incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, dude, I mean, any, any of that sort of thing. My dad used to not take sick days at work, you know, I'd go in all I'm the time. I'm lucky to whatever. get five days in a row here, and all I do is sit on my butt and tell <laughs> right. boob jokes. Nine hundred very well either. Huh? No, they're good jokes. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It is the Last Minute Blues podcast. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, as always, share us with your hockey-loving friends, and most importantly, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.